Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Monday morning. I'm sure everybody's just giddy with excitement to get your stay going and to head out to work or wherever it is you've got to do today. And uh, Mondays, as a rule, is just not a fun day. So <laughs> I feel like uh, I was at the Bengals, uh, another manic Monday. I wish it was Sunday. <laughs> so... Oh, well, we're here. Might as well just made the best of it. So gri griping and complaining its not going to change it. It's still here. So the weekend is gone, and we just got to just get through today the best we can. So let's see what we got watching this morning. We got Miss Amy Oaks-Turner, Tracy Little, Kelly Jeanette Swift, Darlene Barker, Brandy Boyd-Young, Jennifer Honeycutt, Debbie Jackson, Angel Dixon, Michelle Fox-Harris, the myth, the legend that is, Miss Mousy. And uh, be praying for Kelly. I know she's having a tough time. We missed her church yesterday. And I know she's battling some COVID. So I'd uh, really be praying for her. But uh, I'm glad to have you all joining me this morning to get our days going in the right direction. All right, my friends. Uh, at this time, let's do our Pledge of Allegiance. And then we'll do the Pledge to the Christian Flag and then to the Bible. So here we go. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get everything. I'll be honest with you guys, I do not have it memorized when it comes to the Christian flag and the Bible, I'm sorry to say, so I do have to read it at this point. It's sad but true, I wish it uh, wasn't, and uh, and it is missing. <laughs> Hold on one second, give me a second here, I apologize, um, I am falling behind today, I was cleaning out some photos on my uh, uh, iPad and uh, phone and I accidentally deleted it I do believe so give me one second to pull it up here I apologize here we go so yeah I'm sorry I don't have it memorized I know you think I know everything but uh, hey to break it to you I don't <laughs> all right here we go I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, praise God for being able to do these wonderful pledges each morning, and sorry for that small delay. Hello, Mike Kinsley, Karen Smith, Terry Hutchison, appreciate you guys tuning in. Now, I, um, when we went to uh, Tri-City Christian School, we had to, to recite those in the mornings, and you think I know them by heart, but I unfortunately do not, but uh, oh well, it doesn't matter, as long as we do them and uh, do it with meaning, that's all that matters. Yeah, of course, you know, I always do a little political rant, if you will, <laughs> each morning. And uh, uh, to uh, bring attention to certain things. You know, one area that, uh, of course, we're hearing ad nauseum is uh, the Spotify thing and Joe Rogan and uh, uh, the uh, liberal idiots who wish to pull their music because someone dared to share an opinion they didn't agree with. Heaven forbid that um, there's differing opinions out there. Uh, you know, they, they talk about uh, uh, just, how can I put it, in a kind way. 
You just, you know, it's just, it's just pure fascist. I mean, just it's just to silence those they do not agree with. We live in a country where we have freedom of speech to be able to speak. Well, what you may not agree with everything. You may not agree with everything I say. That's fine. You, you know, that's that's you know, uh, that's that's part of life. You know, we can have minor doctrinal differences and uh, still get along. Uh, we can uh, have uh, differences of opinion in regards to politics. That's fine. That's you know, it, but to shut somebody down just because you don't like where they're where they're talking about it's just it, 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 we're on a very slippery slope, guys. What's next? Are we going to? Uh, uh, I like what the guy on Skillet, or the guy on Skillet, the guy from the group Skillet, uh, Christian group. He made a good valid point. What's next? You're going to start dictating what these artists, what lyrics. They can put into a song, uh, you know, uh, or are you going to tell somebody in their art what they can paint or draw? Uh, are you going to start censoring pastors because you don't like what they say? It's a very bad slippery slope that we're on and what they're doing. And I have to applaud Spotify that they stand behind Joe Rogan and they, they did remove a few of his uh, past podcasts uh, that they did think was appropriate. But uh, uh, but they are standing behind him and not pulling him. But uh, that is commendable because most of the time when cancel culture raises its ugly head, uh, the uh, these companies are quick and swift to uh, comply with their demands. So it is uh, uh, refreshing to see that somebody's actually standing up to these lunatics. But uh, guys, I'm telling you, that's why I've been on there. Uh, I saw about this yesterday when I was uh, preaching. Uh, you know, uh, what Ronald Reagan said, that this is the last stand for freedom. And, uh, guys, once it's gone, buddy, we're, we're in a whole, whole heap of trouble. And uh, we better really be aware and be careful. And this whole mass situation, they, they said this latest variant is on the decline, yet there's a new one on its way. <laughs> but Johns Hopkins uh, is, uh, uh, has even said the, the masks were ineffective. Uh, that uh, this uh, you know, isolation uh, that they were doing uh, is not effective. Uh, herd immunity does work, and yet they deny here they want to they want to push science, but they want to deny it when it doesn't fit their narrative. You know, and uh, you know I, I think it, people about ready to rise up. You know I do. Um, Ron Perlman, he's the guy that played uh, Hellboy, and he's on Sons of Anarchy, and a lot of different movies and such. He played Beauty and the Beast. Uh, he played the Beast, <laughs> not the Beauty. But uh, I don't know where he's at politically, and I don't know what he meant if he if he was a dig towards Republicans or liberal, I mean, or conservatives. But he did make a valid point. He said red states should, uh, should have one side, and blue states should have another. You know, I don't want to see division because if we're divided, you know, we're going to fall. We need to stay united. However, I see a good valid point in that. And the fact if you all you liberal loons who want your same sex lunacy, if you want your abortion, uh, you want your socialism. Hey, have to put a fence up, divide it or do it like uh, uh, Kurt Russell's escape from New York. Let's just uh, just put a wall up around New York and California. You have that. See how long it lasts. That's why you're seeing them flee like rats from California, New York. That's why they're infiltrating Tennessee, Arizona, Florida, Texas, and all, to get away from the, the high taxes and the things that they're doing. And I know that may sound mean. Well, you, you shouldn't be referring to them as rats. Well, let's be honest with you guys. I, you know, I, I, I you know, I don't like the high prices of, of our homes right now. We're being infiltrated. Every time I go outside, I see a tag from, uh, you know, somewhere else. And then uh, they're just rude. And that's uh, so why I'm just like, just stay with, I, I like our small town. I like our small community. I like knowing each other. And, uh, and that, that's not, you know, 
But I look at the positive, that these people come from out of state, even though I do not appreciate their rude behavior, <laughs> that it is an opportunity even more to spread the gospel. So there's a positive side to that I'm trying to look at and not get aggravated and agitated with the attitudes <laughs> in which I have to deal with sometimes uh, when driving. But then again, depending on what county your uh, the tag says, uh, or if it has an ETSU sticker, you might as well just realize you're in for it anyway. And I say it tongue-in-cheek, but it's true. I, every time, you can ask my wife, every single, I mean every single time I get behind somebody with a student or faculty with an ETSU sticker, I don't know if they have been threatened. I don't know if they're, I don't know what it is, but every, it's not just every now and then, but Every single one drive like they're hauling eggs. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. It drives me insane. Do I drive fast? Admittedly, I drive a little faster than I should. <laughs> but at the same time, my gosh, people, what are you doing? <laughs> Go on down the road. All right, anyway. Hello, Rusty. How you doing? <laughs> I digress. Sorry. Get on my soapbox this morning. Let's look at our verse of discussion. First uh, John five fifteen. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. All right. Jennifer says, us ETSU have been through trauma. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> uh, probably wouldn't. I went to ETSU, Jennifer, for a little while. And uh, it uh, just the parking alone would drive you mad over there. But anyway, people probably saying, hello, Gary, like Kelly. People probably saying, you know, we're here to hear a devotion. We're tired of hearing you talk about your driving. <laughs> so I have to let it out somewhere, people. I can't help it. But anyway, uh, you know, we look at this verse here, and it may be confusing to some people. But, you know, uh, we look at this. Whatever we ask, uh, we know we have what we ask of him. Now, we have to be very careful. Now, he's talking about um, uh, the, the slippery slope, if you will, of this uh, cancel culture and uh, the silencing of anybody who disagrees with what they, with what they have to say, uh, the censorship, if you will. But this verse could be a very slippery slope, too, because uh, you see those in uh, these name-it-claim-it churches who use this verse erroneously and they say, well, if I name it and claim it in the name of Jesus, it would be mine. In other words, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, uh, if I was to go outside and I was to see uh, my uh, neighbor has a, I don't know, uh, a Ferrari like Magnum P.I.s, and I say, I name and claim it in the name of Jesus that I want that Ferrari, and then uh, therefore God, uh, since I asked for it, God's going to give it to me. That's just baloney. God could care less about your material junk that you think you want. Uh, I hate that, you know, that piece of prosperity baloney that tickles the ears of those in the world. It gets on my nerves so bad I can't see straight. I'll be honest with you. It just makes me downright angry. Uh, it really does. And, uh, and sadly, that's what people are drawn to. They want to have feel-good, touchy little messages that uh, they just feel all warm and fuzzy inside, sing a few good little songs, and oh, it's just wonderful. And to think that if you name and claim it, you can have anything you want. God's going to bless your pocketbook. Stuff like that angers me. I mean, it really makes me angry. And I decided to get my hands on some of these pastors. You know, I think um, uh, we should have uh, uh, a pastor's fight club. <laughs> You know, remember that movie with uh, uh, 
uh, what's his name, Brad Pitt and uh, Meatloaf, and uh, you know they uh, a very good twist on the end. In case you hadn't seen it, but uh, maybe we should have a Pastors Fight Club. Uh, I'd probably go down with the first punch. I don't know, <laughs> first first swing. I'd probably be out of it. But uh, uh, it's just it's just frustrating, guys. I mean, it really is. But it just the fact of it is that we see stuff like this, or the verses like this, it's not about your you know i think people look at it as, as god as a genie you know what can i get out of it you know what what can i you know i have i have the the bible is like uh you know of course god's word says a lamp to our feet i think some people think of it as a lamp uh for genie you know you you, you rub the bible ask what you want and you're supposed to get it it's just it's not how god works God is concerned about your spiritual aspect of your life, your relationship with him. That's what he's talking about here. And we need to pray with confidence. We need to ask for those things that we are in need of. There's no problem with that. If you have a financial need, it's not wrong or, or uh, sinful to say, Lord, can you, uh, Lord, help me to meet this need. Help me to provide a way to, uh, to meet this bill I may have or to... Uh, you know, whatever it may be, praying over, uh, you know, Lord, should I buy this home or should I buy this car? That's nothing wrong with that. You're trying to seek discernment and you're trying to, uh, you know, you're trying to look, provide for your family because what God's word says, a man who doesn't provide for his family is no better than an infidel. So it's okay to pray uh, for discernment, seeking God's will and provision. That's, there's, there's no sin in that. Uh, so let me get that straight. But we have to understand that when we seek out the Lord, you know, he's going to answer those prayers. And he may not answer it the way we want, the way we like it, and uh, he may have us wait. Um, God's will is for our lives to seek him out daily and to try to discern what he wants for us so that we can be closer to him. And that uh, when we pray, we pray with sincerity, we pray with humility, that we're truly seeking God's will for whatever situation it may be. Now, realize, as I've said before, that uh, you know we uh, seeking God's will for our lives. He does hear us, all right? I think some people think, well, God didn't hear my prayer. God hears your prayers, all right? So don't... Um, uh, feel like it he does not hear you god does hear your prayers now the only prayer that god's you know listen if you don't know jesus christ your lord and savior uh your prayers ain't going no higher than the uh the ceiling now out of his mercy he may uh, respond and provide in a way but until unless you've prayed the prayer of salvation then that's when god truly hears those prayers now there's those out there who would argue with me on that as well but we'll save that for another time but anyway uh we need to have that confidence uh, not in ourselves, but in Christ. And uh, that member that, that, that he is that high priest. He is sympathetic to what we're going through. He's not separate from us. He understands our, our needs, our wants, our, our temptations. He understands that. And he's there for us. Uh, we come to God in confidence in prayer. And uh, again, as we, we humble ourselves when we pray. Uh, and when we ask, all right, we'll see, as James 4 2 pointedly reminds us, you do not have because you do not ask. He adds, you ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives. See, that's my point here. So that you may spend it on your pleasures. We need to be sure to ask, not assume, but we need to ask with proper motives that our quest would further God's purpose and glory. We need to be praying. God, you know, you have a major plan for this world how do i fit into that plan how do i how can i work into that plan to be used and served for your glory and you know we have to understand that uh, not only that but when we ask that we're asking according to his will what is god's will 
You know, I think so many people, we want to, to bend God's will to our own, what we want, instead of submitting our will to him. And that's one thing you need to ask yourself. Am I being fully submissive to God's will? Am I seeking God's will for my life? Or am I trying to force God to do what I want? You know, that's uh, people do that a lot. Uh, you know, that's sometimes, you know, they uh, become uh, bitter uh, when God doesn't answer a prayer the way that they want. Well, I'm not going to talk to God anymore, you know, because God didn't do what I wanted. Well, you wouldn't be submissive. You was trying to force him to do what you want. And we don't always understand everything. You know, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about uh, yesterday. You know, as we pray for someone's healing, and they still may pass away. And, you know, out of selfish reasons, we want them here. But, you know, if they're saved, they were healed. And they're in a far, far better place. And we'll see them again. You know, that's why I tell people in funerals when I'm praying, or when I'm praying, when I'm preaching, that, uh, you know, I look at it as they just have a different zip code. We know where they're at. We know we'll see them again. You can still talk to them. And, and I know people you know, look at me weird when I say that. But if you say, Lord, tell so-and-so I miss them, I love them, they're going to get the message. So, you know, uh, it helps ease uh, that pain and knowing where they're at. And so there's a reason. Every, every one of us, our days are numbered. God knows the minute we're going to die, I mean, the minute we're born, the minute we're going to die. It's no surprise. And so, you know, all we can do is pray over that individual. And if it's God's will for them to live, then so be it. If it's not, then, you know, it stinks. It's not fun. We miss them. But we do not cry and we do not moan and we do not uh, bereave like those who are in the world who have no hope, who have no future uh, and that's eternal separation is just that, that eternal separation. But with Jesus Christ, we have that hope and we have that understanding and we know we'll see that person again. That's what helps ease that pain. So I think a lot of people who pray are not praying with God's will. You may be praying for God's will over a job. It may be a job that, man, it's going to pay all kinds of money. It's going to be the best job in the world, you think. And uh, and you pray, and you're not feeling discernment. You're not feeling uh, at peace about it, and uh, you're feeling anxious about it. And it may be God saying, uh, no, you don't need to be there. And you can say, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And you get to that job, and oh, boy, it does pay good. But come to find out there's a whole lot of bad goes with it, and you're miserable. And you're thinking, boy, I sure wish I had waited on the Lord. And that goes back to what I was talking about yesterday and my poor decisions in purchasing vehicles because I get excited, and I get ahead of God, and I I didn't pray it out, and I didn't seek His will. I wanted it, and I wanted it right then. And boy, I tell you, a good case in point is when I bought that piece of crap Jeep in, uh, uh, over in uh, uh, Carter County, and uh, off his lot, this guy claimed he was a Christian. I'm saying he wasn't, but boy, I tell you what, he did a number on me. In fact, that Jeep couldn't find out was so the the frame was so rusted that it was about to to break in two and could have killed my family. And so I I had to really fight resentment. <laughs> bitterness i never never confronted the guy said anything but i uh i just let it tried to let it go because i was worried what i would do and what i would say so i just let it go but that's my own fault i should have prayed about it i got excited jumped on it first thing i saw and it really a lot of the responsibility bears on my own but then my point is we can't get ahead of god we've got to spend that time of prayer seeking it out for whatever situation it may be hey listen nothing makes me more worried and upset when my kids are sick and i'm like lord just give it to me let them be better you know it, it is it is frustrating and nerve-wracking we see somebody you love who is suffering and is sick and you're helpless to do anything about it but all we can do is give it over to god and just pray for his will to be done and for his healing to be complete 
and whether he enters that on this side of heaven or on the other side, you know, God's going to take care of it. We have to trust in that. That's why I was talking about yesterday when we read Romans eight twenty eight. all things work together for good to those that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You know, we don't always understand how these things work together for good. And we may never understand it on this side of heaven, but one day those things will be revealed. I mean, look at the disciples and you know, they didn't understand what was going to happen. They didn't understand what Christ was going to have to sacrifice. But then those things were revealed to them. They're like, oh, you know. And so that's why we, when we pray, we may get frustrated and aggravated. We don't understand. But then one day it's going to be like, oh, you know, I get it now. I understand. But here's the main thing, though, that we are seeking God's will and that we are not praying selfishly. And we're not praying uh, to uh, out of our what we, uh, well, that's the best way to put it, to uh, selfish desires. Well, selfish was I said that, but the desires of our heart, are they pure in intent? I guess that's where I'm striving at. Are they pure in intent, seeking out God, or are they, again, in that selfish desire? So we have to be very careful about that. So there's one last thing I wanted to hit on. Uh, let's see here. Um, Okay, yeah. One more example, uh, which I use when I study 322. If I had heard that Satan was asking permission to sift Peter like wheat, I would have prayed that Peter be able to resist the devil's attack. But Jesus didn't pray for that. Rather, he prayed that Peter's faith would not ultimately fail. And after he was restored, he might be strengthened. Uh, he might strengthen his brothers. That's Luke 22, 31 through 32. So it is um, uh, what we need to do is... Um, uh, be sure that we understand that God does hear and he does grant our request. And we have to have that confidence in that and realize that he is listening. I think sometimes people think, well, he, God's not even listening to me. He's not even hearing what I'm saying. Have that confidence. No, he is listening. And he's going to answer that prayer in his own time. And I think that's where our impatience runs in. We want instantaneous results and we want instantaneous answers right now. And I'll be honest with you, it'd be great if the clouds would open up and said, God, and God said, Matt, here's what I want you to do. Here's how I need you to respond. Here's what, that'd be great. That would be, you know, but God wants us to make sure that we're continually trusting in him and coming to him in a humble way. So as you're praying today, and I encourage you to pray, all right? Hello, Rhonda Time and Pam Jones. I encourage you to pray. Uh, you need to spend that time, that, that personal time of prayer every day, not a fleeting five-second, 30-second, uh, Lord, blah, 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 and then run out the door. You really need to spend some quality time. That's what I was talking about last night. Put down the, the Internet for a minute. Put uh, Cut off the TV for a little bit and just spend some sincere time just talking to the Lord. And you'll be surprised how that relationship will, will, will cultivate and grow in a way you never imagined. So let us pray right now. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for this day, your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us every day to have that close personal relationship with you. Help us, Lord, to seek you out early, to seek you out daily. Help us, Lord Jesus, to seek your will for our lives and not, Lord Jesus, to uh, be selfish in our prayers, but in all humility come before you and seek you out. Lord, is anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let us pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for our sister in Christ, Kelly, Jeanette Swift, Lord, this morning. And I pray that you bring healing upon her. I know she's struggling, having a tough time. I pray that you be the Reggie and Tina Weems' son. Uh, Lord, I know they're really worried and concerned. And I pray healing upon him. 
Uh, Lord, I pray for my wife that you bring healing upon her. And uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Ken Penix and Ginger Hood. And Lord, I pray that you be Linda Feathers that are dealing with the loss of her brother. And Lord, I just pray that you be Larry and Donna Knight. And I pray that you be with all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching this morning. You know their thoughts, minds, and needs. And let your will be done in each and every situation. Lord, be with my daughter and son as they're going to school and work. Keep them safe and well. And all of our kids as they're going out and about. And Lord, just let us have a good day, a blessed day. And let us honor you in thought, word, and deed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, friends, I appreciate y'all for watching this morning and uh, for tuning in. And I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.